It's August 14, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we have Sherry Richmond, and she's going to talk about XR and the XR Meetup Group. And then we have Ann Weber from the Impact Hub. He, she is here to talk about co-working in Hawaii and, of course, their expansion plans. First up, I do want to tell you about something coming up this Saturday. It's called the Indigenous Tech Prototype Showcase. It's got 12 technology concepts creating value for our community and Aina. This is put together by our friends over at Purple Maya. And it's taking place Saturday, August 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., over at the Impact Hub. Oh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, so if you want to sign up or, or check that out, it's free, and I will put the link up on our show notes for later on tonight. And, of course, now we have Sherry Richmond here, and she's going to tell us about XR and the XR Meetup Group. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Now, first off, Sherry, I want to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. I am a consultant and content creator in XR Technologies. Um, I'm from here, so I was raised here, but I've been in San Francisco in the Bay the last four years and working on projects such as My Name is T, and that's a VR uh, AR documentary. So you can actually find it on an app, which makes it unusual. And it's about a genderqueer, homeless, turned award-winning VR developer. True story. Oh, now back up a little bit. And most of the things that you're kind of promoting now is this category of XR. So tell me, what is XR? XR is extended reality. And um, that's an umbrella term for VR, AR, and MR. Um, It's for all future realities as well. And it covers the full spectrum of real and virtual environments. Mm -hmm. So say for those that don't know about virtual reality, it's an application which uses headsets to fully immerse users in a computer simulated reality. And um, it's also known as HMDs, these headsets, head-mounted displays. And some of those apps that are popular that people can find are things like Beat Saber, um, Google Earth VR. There's movie trailers out um, like Star Star Wars Awakening. Um, you can find things for uh, vision apps. There's all, it's good for all kinds of verticals. Uh, lazy eye. Um, you can use things for VR for meditation. And so VR is a very, very exciting new uh, technology. And also there's augmented reality. And that's not actually um, a new reality, but it's a layer over um, your existing one. And rather than immersing users, AR relies on a device like a camera, um, iPad to overlay digital graphics and sound um, into a real-world environment. Um, There's also MR, so that's mixed reality. And mixed reality is sort of a hybrid between VR and AR, and it blends real world, um, real and virtual world environments. So if you have sort of mixed reality that sort of already blends AR and VR, how does XR sort of takes all of that and blends it into something else? Um, Well, basically, XR would um, incorporate whatever you've chosen to do. Do you want it um, reality sort of 
um, to lay um, anything over reality or do you want to um, immerse yourself? So things like Magic Leap, things like HoloLens will allow you to have the best of both worlds. Um, but also it just really depends what sort of app you're creating. So when I consult with people, I ask, you know, what is your goal um, for this? Is it to train um, new employees? Is it something that can help in healthcare? Um, and so forth. Now, you've been pretty active in the Bay Area with XR Meetup, and I, I've, I've spoken to you before, and you feel very excited about this uh, this sort of emerging uh, arena of technology. And now that you're in Hawaii, you're sort of uh, looking at perhaps catalyzing something here. I mean, what's what did you see in the Bay Area, and what do you want to see happen here? Sure. Um, I run still in, in San Francisco a group called Film 360 XR, and um, this is where we'd have workshops, we'd have panelists, guest speakers from Mozilla, Microsoft's Garage, Pixar, um, HTC Vive, Oculus, Apple. And so they come to educate everybody about new technologies, and I want to bring that here. So I just created XR Hawaii as a meetup so we can do the same and have panels, um, educate the community, and actually um, one of the goals is to have a big summit here. Now, do you see, uh, you know, obviously the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, I mean, they have a lot of people that are already in the new technology areas. I mean, where do you see nurturing that not only uh, interest level but experience from our local community? Um, Well, I think one of the biggest problems is a lot of us who are – costs are so high in in a place like Hawaii, and we all want to stay. So education is key on what's coming into our island. And one of the things, we can't keep building, we can't keep, um, uh, we we have limited resources. So we've got to look at other areas to get our residents educated. So one of them is um, new technologies coming into town where you can work with, um, start your own, have a startup, you can have um, remote work, things that will help the community by educating yourself in Unity or various game engines to help um, learn for future work here. Now, tell us a little bit about the uh, meetup that's uh, coming up, I guess, next Wednesday. Yes, that is actually our first meetup. Mm-hmm. And uh, people will be coming together to share. There's some people for already from virtual reality. They've been doing, say, AR gaming. Um, it's And this is another thing people have to understand. It's across all verticals. It's certainly not just for cinematic VR or um, or for gaming, that you can use it in healthcare, real estate, hospitality, um, training, um, enterprise. There's so many verticals that this new technology is for, and I want to help evangelize and spread the word about it. So we're going to get together. We're going to be over at Islands, um, Pauhana, and have people come out and discuss what their goals are and what their interests are and how can we educate. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, Jonathan Weinberger, is uh, running a game dev headquarters where he helps provide education. We have teachers here um, that are providing, like in- Innovator Lab, uh, Mickey who runs it, um, people that are providing the children education for what our future technologies are. But the thing is, this is actually not just future. It's happening now, and we need to catch 
up. So now's the time in Hawaii. So where can people sign up for the meetup? They can sign up over at our meetup. They go to meetup.org, and we're called XR Hawaii Meetup. Very good. I will put that up on our show notes for later on. Thanks, Jerry, for joining us. Thank you. And, of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Ann Weber from the Impact Hub, and we'll talk about co-working in Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Island Insurance, and Sacred Hearts Academy. The most unique thing about public radio is the diversity. Whether it's HPR 1 or HPR 2, the diversity is totally amazing, and you don't get that from any other platform or news outlet. But Hawaii Public Radio, you turn it on in your car, you never know what fascinating information or music you're going to discover. It's fabulous. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. And all joining us is Ann Weber, one of the co-founders of the Impact Hub, a global network of co-working spaces focused on building entrepreneurial communities for impact at scale. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Barry. And I've uh, followed the, I guess, the development back in the proto-hub days and then now the full-on build-out of the Impact Hub. And Maybe give us a, a real quick um, background on what is the Impact Hub, and, and um, it's been in operation for, what, the better part of a couple of years now? Yeah, we're about to have our two-year hub mm-hmm. anniversary on, on August 23rd. Oh, good. I'll be looking forward to yeah. that. So, okay, so over the course of the last two years, um, how's it been? I mean, I remember going to the space when you guys were ripping out the floor and, you know, everything was pretty much in construction mode. And now it's a really nice uh, facility with offices as well as, uh, you know, places where people can sort of lounge and, and have discussions as well as kind of a like a, a, a small um Kind of a meetup area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was developed in order to inspire collaborative action among entrepreneurs. So to do that, you need all kinds of different collaborative spaces. You need mm-hmm. meeting rooms, you need co-working spaces, you need spaces where you can focus and work and hunker down, meeting rooms, events, um, all of these different types of spaces inspire the collaboration. So the space was designed with that. Um, in addition to the physical space, we also develop programs and events and partnerships. So these events, partnerships, tell us a little bit about that because that is something that I find very unique. I mean, it's not just a, a place where you can put your laptop down. I mean, there's always something happening at the Impact Hub. There is, yeah. That's that's really part of the fun. That's what makes the community thrive. It's about the people. It's about what's going on in the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, the programs and events focus on social impact. So where our expertise lies is education. That's my background. Um, environmental sustainability. That's our other co-founder, George's background. And innovation, which is our third co-founder's background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we kind of marry those three into all of our programming. Um, today we hosted a PR workshop. So that falls under educating the public. How do we help businesses do well in their business and also do good for the community? How do you how do you go about scheduling? I mean, do you get together and sort of brainstorm what kinds of 
special uh, programs you want to present to the public? And then as, as well as people are calling you up and saying, mm-hmm. hey, can we schedule our event there? How do, yeah. you, how do you manage all of that? There's, there's kind of three ways you can look at it. There's events at the hub. That's when people just book the space. Mm-hmm, we have mm-hmm. an app. We make it easy. You can book by the 15-minute increment. Then there's programs with the hub. That's in partnership. Someone will reach out to us with an idea, and I love to help those ideas thrive. Um, the third option is the events that we put on on our own. So this fall, we'll be hosting Climathon Honolulu. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the first climate action hackathon in Honolulu. Uh, it's part of a global program of Climathons. There's 300 of them this year, and they want to reach over a million participants. So we'll be participating in that as well. Very exciting. Are any of the other impact hubs uh, that you're uh, sort of associated with across the nation, are they also participating in that? Yeah, so it's actually global. We're part of a network of over 100 impact hubs. And Climate Kick, which is a knowledge and innovation consortium Mm -hmm. um, for climate action, started the program and partnered with Impact Hub Global in order to scale it to more cities. How did how did you folks uh, you know connect with global I mean Impact Hub Global? I mean how does how does the how did the beginning kind of start to form? Yeah. So we started as a proto hub. Mm-hmm. You remember Proto Hub. We were in the Alulike building over in Salt and we were prototyping this idea of a community space for social impact. It grew. We outgrew the space. We had over 100 members, over 100 programs in that first year, and we needed a a permanent home, Mm -hmm. somewhere to really grow and thrive. So it took us two years to find that Kaka'ako location that we love. We have over 17,000 square feet right on the corner of Queen and Kamakei. And uh, through that two years when we were looking for a space, we also became approved to become Impact Hub Honolulu. Um, so it's a over year long process where you have to, you know, kind of show that proof of concept. Mm-hmm. You have to show that you're an impact first organization and that you're not just interested in office space. Right. So I, I take it the Impact Hub Global, I mean, there must be some group of people that will assess your qualifications to be a part of this you know, global network. Yeah, it's actually, it's co-created, which is really interesting. It's not a franchise, mm-hmm. unlike some of the other um, competitors. It's a it's an association. So all of the other Impact Hub makers, that's what the creators are called, um, have voting interest into the global body. So we're all deciding exactly what the Impact Hub is. Mm-hmm. And every year we convene in a global gathering and meet all of the other makers. And that's where all of the collaboration happens. And then we also do a regional gatherings. So that's all of the North America hubs get together annually to plan programs, to build partnerships, to see how we can grow impact at scale. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's obvious that there is a, a differentiation between having this focus on, on, on impact and, and uh, uh, social types of, of uh, programs. Uh, in general, I mean, what do you see the co-working space in Hawaii being like? I mean, and we, we're familiar with the, the box jellies and uh, I guess what the – I, I refer to them as, as rock, you know, but I guess it's changed their name. Yeah, Hawaii offices. Yeah, uh, and, and I look at those as, as, for the most part, you know, co-working. I mean, people, if they want to have a desk or they want to have an office, I mean, that's where they go. Is that um, sort of 
business model expanding? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's this this global movement toward collaborative communities Mm -hmm. where it's not just about space. You have space, you know, home offices exist, there's coffee shops, but it's about a community of people that are motivated, that are aligned in, in what you care about as well. Now, when you say aligned, do, uh, you know, obviously there's some selection process for going into any space. And, and would you say, would it be safe to say that uh, through the selection process, uh, whether it's, you know, Box Jelly or, or yourselves, there is a kind of a criteria that you're looking for so that it, it is sort of a, a, a good mix. Yeah, I mean, I think of it as um, kind of think of it as you don't go to the same coffee shop all the time, mm-hmm. but you have ones that you prefer based on your mood mm-hmm. or based on your proximity to wherever you are. So we're trying to solve that proximity problem by expanding to multiple locations, having an interconnected network of impact hubs. Um, but, you know, it really depends on the type of work you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might need to be in a very corporate atmosphere. That's not really us. Mm. We're really interested in community. This is a place where you can come to collaborate. You can come to meet other like-minded entrepreneurs. Um, it's a place to come to expand your network and grow your business. And and so um, this collaborative space that you're referring to, and, and it is something different because – Typically, a small business that wants to start in in Hawaii, I mean, they would perhaps look for traditional office space, and and what you're offering is something totally totally different. Yeah. And I, I guess you know, in terms of some of the companies that that do tend to uh, maybe get attracted to the co working, is it is it um, technology tech oriented or are they just you know entrepreneurial? Are there is there a profile that you see being more maybe uh, more reflective of the person or group that wants to be a part of, let's say, Impact Hub or any of the co-working spaces? Yeah, I think that um, people would assume that it's millennials in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's traditionally what co-working has been. What's really awesome is now that we have kind of two years of of community building under our under our belts, we've seen that we have a really diverse community. We have all industries. We have students. We have artists. We have entrepreneurs. We even have enterprise companies that have, you know, continental U.S. offices, but maybe a small team here in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So. Our biggest barrier is not necessarily other spaces or office spaces or coffee shops. It's actually just educating people on how they can utilize a community like Impact Hub. That even if you do have, even if you do have a traditional office space, this model might be one where you can step out of your office space, do some creative work, meet other people, grow your business, get contacts. So when you said obstacle, I mean, it, I, I gather that you don't consider. Uh, the other co-working spaces competition per se. It's just finding the right mix of entrepreneur or business group that might want to leverage more of this collaborative environment that you're describing. Yeah. I mean, I like to focus more on finding those right people instead of thinking it thinking of it in terms of scarcity. Mm-hmm, There's a mm-hmm. huge market of different types of businesses that can benefit from a community like this. So we're just trying to reach them. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the expansion because 
I know that there is uh, a plan to um, open up a Hawaii Kai office. But uh, before we get into that, we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Ann Weber about the growing co-working space here in Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Chaminade University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Ann Weber. From the Impact Hub, and of course, uh, Impact Hub is expanding across the state. And right before the break, uh, I wanted to explore, you know, that expansion plan. But before I get into that, I, I kind of wanted to get and your your sort of uh, maybe take on what is in the news, which is uh, a fairly big co-working. I guess I don't know what you would call them, but they're all across the country. They're called WeWork, and I remember going to Seattle and. I was wanting to hook up with a, a local company that was uh, in WeWork, and I ended up going to one of the spaces, and I thought, wow, this is pretty interesting. And then I asked them, hey, is, is uh, you know, um, this company here? And they said, oh, no, I don't think so, but there might be the one down the street from us. And so it was like, wow, these guys were like not that far away, so I walked to the other one. And, so, and of course, so WeWork is in the news because they're working on their uh, – uh, initial public offering. So that's coming up pretty quick. But, uh, you know, that's a nationwide rollout of of a co-working model. I mean, uh, is that something that is, uh, I mean, how would you differentiate yourselves from something like that, a WeWork? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, it really, their growth really speaks to this global movement toward collaborative spaces. Mm -hmm. People want it. It's viable. It's a really wonderful business opportunity. Um, The difference between us and I would say WeWork would be the social impact focus, which we discussed earlier, and also um, the ratio of office spaces to the open community collaborative spaces. Um, We're really interested um, not not in just running cubicles, running offices, um, but in mm-hmm. really building that community, really making sure that we're developing deep relationships with people and we're able to connect them to others that they should meet as well. So That's interesting that you said that there is an actual ratio that you look at for this open space versus office space. Yeah, I'm kind of a space design nerd. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> is there a secret sauce of that? Is it like 50% or what? what's um, the... You know, I wouldn't say that there's a secret sauce, um, but uh, I think that there's lots of different opinions on what the right ratio is. You have to look at your business model as well. That's, of course, very important. We want to be able to do well as a business and also do good. So that sustainability factor is important. Right. Now, You've been in uh, in uh, I guess Kaka'ako for a couple of years, and uh, the model seems to be proving out. And your next expansion is to Hawaii Kai. How did uh, how did you choose Hawaii Kai, and and what is it that uh, Hawaii Kai presents itself that you think maybe another an impact hub would be appropriate there? Yeah, I think that in our research, we've been looking at, you know, the data behind the number of small businesses out there, um, the the lack of space that's out there currently. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been asked, you know, when are you coming out here? When are you going to come to our community? That Mm. kind of thing. So it's really exciting to be able to offer that now. 
Now, I had thought that you had already opened, but uh, I think it was like a, pre- a teaser that I know some folks have, have gone over there to check it out. So what it, where is it exactly? Yeah, we wanted to get to know the neighborhood, so mm-hmm. we had a little sneak peek. Um, it's right in the Hawaii Kai Shopping Center across from Safeway. And Lico's is in there as well. So it's really awesome. We're right across the water from Costco. It's an awesome location. Plenty of parking. And when do you see the official grand opening? Probably the end of the first quarter, around March. So there is a good amount of build-out to be done to really, you know, make it cohesive to our beautiful Kaka'ako location. Mm -hmm. So... Well, if I can compare any of that build-out that you folks did at Kaka'ako, I mean, (laughs) that was a major undertaking. Yeah, and we did it fast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, so I also saw that the expansion of Impact Hub could be as many as maybe 11 or 12. I mean, so maybe in a... a, um, in terms of evaluating other areas that you might want to go to, I mean, obviously you want to get to the neighbor islands. I mean, what are some of the things that you might start to evaluate in other communities that you would consider? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the goal is to have five on Oahu. So mm-hmm. we want to be able to connect all of Oahu so that there's equitable space for everyone as well. Um, being a social impact community, we also care about being able to reach communities that, you know, don't have the access to town, don't have those resources necessarily. So we want to bridge that geographic barrier and also just make it easier for businesses to do, to grow. So when you say five, so you got Kakako, Hawaii Kai, can you tell us? maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're looking on the windward side, we're looking north shore, and definitely leeward as well. So Mm -hmm. that would be five. And then uh, how do you feel, uh, what do you sense the distribution across the neighbor islands might be? Yeah, we're we're kind of thinking 11, but that, of course, depends on demand. Mm -hmm. That's, that's That's our vision based on what we've researched. So you so. may be thinking two on each of the neighbor islands, mm-hmm. Kauai, yeah. Maui. Yeah, if you if you go to our WeFunder campaign, which just closed on Saturday, we raised over one hundred and seventy thousand dollars for our expansion. Um, you can actually see the video for the full vision, and there's a a great graphic in there as well, mapping the whole state. So, in terms of uh, you know this this growth plan and and looking at eleven and. You know, I know you, George, and Nam. I mean, how do you how do you spread yourselves across all of these different physical locations? Yeah. Um, well, I think that we'll always be the core team, and we want to centralize as much of the things as we can, like marketing, like HR, um, those things that don't necessarily need to have dedicated people in each space, and then have someone that's really a community manager at each space, someone that's that's welcoming everyone, that's hosting, Mm -hmm. that's managing events, um, that can take care of things when they need to be taken care of. So you probably, I mean, as the three co-founders, I'm assuming there's three. There's four of us, actually. Yeah, Mita as well. Okay. And then, uh, so now you're looking at perhaps uh, creating kind of a a management team Mm -hmm. of people that now can basically replicate what it is that you've already created in Kaka'ako. Yeah. I mean, we're... We, we've we shown over the last two years we can execute. We're really good at delegating. We're really good at I – have, I actually have an HR background, so I've been in a, in a recruitment role a few times before that. Um, but we definitely have a clear plan on exactly how we're going to scale that. So. so real quickly in the last uh, couple of seconds that we have, I mean, how do you measure success? Yeah. 
I'm an educator, so super into data. Uh, I start with vision setting, and then I turn that into goals. Um, from there, I track those goals. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really specific about it, probably to an annoying bit, but uh, I think that accountability to your goals is a huge part of that. So, um, Well, maybe one of these days I, I, I will sit down with you separately from the radio show and, and talk about what, the, what those goals might be. Because I'd that, love to. I would be. That would be very <laughs> interesting to hear. Anyway, where can people find out more information about Impact Hub and your expansion? Follow us on social media. We're Impact Hub HNL on all channels. Very good. I'll put that up on our show notes. Ann Weber is one of the co-founders of Impact Hub. And thank you, Ann, for joining us. Thank you, Bert. And thank you for listening to Bite Mark Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about the Mana Up's fourth cohort. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime on the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Surfing.